Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound is episode 364 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Do not a whole lot. We are rolling, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's January still, but yeah. I'm digging the new format, man. Yeah, it's, me it's, too. It's nice. We got a lot of topics today, but I feel like it's great because we don't have to brush over any of them. We can take time and talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, like, yeah. 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 I mean, it's true. It's true. We it's, can sit here and chit chat for we, a little while. We can chit chat. It's episode 364. Um, oddly enough, we don't typically talk about like, I guess anniversaries, as it were, in podcasting, but we are approaching seven years. Yeah, it's getting close. In February, correct? Yeah. This podcast, I feel like, is going to outlive us both at this rate. Here's the thing. When we started this show, they hadn't launched the WWE Network. Yep. That's kind of crazy to think. Yeah, I mean... It really is, because that was a big part of our early conversations was what's going to be on the network. And what's it going like to be like? Yeah. And I think that's actually, in a weird way, kind of what sparked us. Let's do a podcast. Right. Because this network had been talked about for, geez, I feel like a couple of years before it actually. I remember in 2012 when I was in NXT, it was talked about. Yeah. They had kind of announced it, but it kind of got held off. And and to be fair, when they launched it, I remember there was a ton of problems. Like you couldn't stream anything that was on demand. But then they, when they fixed it and got it rolling, it was actually like pretty damn good. Now, to be fair, I didn't have any of those issues. I know a lot of people did. Oh, you didn't really? No, it worked fine on my uh, phone, and I think it was my Apple TV that it worked fine on. But uh, I, See, I, I was trying know, to stream from a Roku. Yeah, I do know like the Rokus had issues, and I think the Xboxes had issues Makes too. Sense. Uh, but yeah, my uh, Apple TV and my phone worked fine. I have to consult Elvis Aliaga on this, but I thought this was crazy because I remember hitting up you mm-hmm. and people that I knew had it. And Elvis, I knew being a big old school fan, he would definitely get it. And I talked to him. And he's like, I haven't had a single issue. Yeah. I was like, can you stream like, old stuff? He's like, yeah, I'm watching an old like WCW pay-per-view right now. And I'm like, wow, that's that's awesome. I wish I could do that. Then when they fixed it on my end where I could do that, his messed up for like a week. Oh, really? Yeah. If I remember correctly, he told me that. Now, I do remember the first live pay-per-view having a lot of issues. Uh, was that the NXT one? Maybe it was. The Arrival. Or they did that, I think, like a 
a few days a, before WrestleMania. Yeah, it was kind of like a test run. It was definitely a test run. Yeah. Because, I mean, that that's another thing. You think about it, like, is it good for your first big pay-per-view to be WrestleMania? No. Probably not. No. I don't remember having any issues on that, though. Not, not. I don't remember WrestleMania. There were some lag issues. It wasn't, like, crazy issues, but it would lag, you know. And um, But Arrival, I had a bunch. Yes, I do remember that. um, But WrestleMania, I think it was just because so many people were watching WrestleMania. Which they should have factored in. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to think that here we are all these years later and the network is still a thing and they're still producing new content and it's wild. Yeah. Uh, One thing I want to touch on uh, before we dive into our wrestling talk, they have officially announced a new Bang Energy. Oh boy. Big underscore Bang. I know you're not really drinking the Bangs these days. I I am not really a Bang bro. No, not no. at all. Are you drinking energy drinks at all, or nope. just coffee? I have I have a couple of cups of coffee in the morning, and then it's just that that good old fashioned H two O. Just H two O. Has that has it been a, uh, make, a process make, to get used to? Making Bobby Boucher proud. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was at first. I mean, I'm tired all the time, but like, I'm sure. I I mean, I was also tired all the time with energy drinks. It's just you get your body gets accustomed to that. Yeah, for sure. Like I I, I always get angry when I see a movie or a TV show. And they show a character jacked up on caffeine, and they're all fidgety. And I'm like, that's not at all accurate. If that's your first energy drink ever, maybe, sure, maybe, yeah. But like, because I remember the first time I had a bang, like the very first time, I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah. And then like three weeks later, I'm like, okay, I need a second one to feel that. And then like three weeks after that, it was like, okay, these I drank two, and I still feel the same. Yeah, these don't work anymore. Yeah, I think, and I think that's the problem. But then you get in your mind that you need them. Yep. You don't. Right. I mean, we've survived many of years without energy drinks, but oh, yeah. you get in your mind that you need them. But anyway, the new flavor is going to be called uh, Delish Strawberry Kiss. And it's a Valentine's themed energy drink. Okay. What do you think of that? That's kind of a weird name. It right? is a weird name. That's like the second strawberry one they've had. They still haven't came out with watermelon. Uh, true. Yeah. Bang. What the hell are you doing? That's very true. I mean, shoot. Would you want to try this? I mean, maybe not a full drink, but maybe a sip just to see what it tastes like. Uh, yeah, I, I could probably do like a um, kind of like the crazy sodas gimmick. Yeah, you know, just pour a little bit into a glass. Because I'm curious, like delish strawberry kiss. Now, is it going to be like a? Cause here's what I'm thinking: it's going to be maybe more of instead of like a strawberry soda, which is what that other one is, maybe more like a strawberries and cream. I can see that. I, I, I but that may not translate well to an energy drink. I could also see like maybe a um, strawberry. Combined with that Frosé Rosé. Oh, could. Yeah, you know, could be. To go with the Valentine's Day theme. I could mean, be. I've always been wrong guessing Baines. Baines. Anytime they say guess, it's never like just watermelon. It's always something super. It's always some stupid ass name. Radical skedaddle. Oh, almost got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we got a lot of, well, not a lot. We got a little bit of wrestling talk we got to dive into. So uh, what do you say we do it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Brinker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane. Uh, this has kind of been newsworthy to say the least. I was pretty excited about it. I feel like you were as well. They announced Adam Pierce for the title match against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Yes. We were talking like, man, this could be a career resurgence. He could be the next Fit Finley. I'm 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 all about this. I'm I'm all in. This is great. And now now it's gonna be Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, but why go through the process of doing this 
just to make it the guy that Roman wrestled last year. Not a knock on Kevin Owens, big fan, mm-hmm. but he literally wrestled him at the last pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, I, I I said off air, I think this might be one of those things where they kind of put the cart before the horse and announced the match before finding out if he was even cleared to wrestle. Right. And Well, you, you would think. Right. I mean, you would think that that would have been step one before they even announced anything. Of course. Uh, but... I mean, I think that's probably what happened because just the way they they because I ended up watching uh, last this week SmackDown because I wanted to see the new 8K cameras they have, which look insane. I, I've uh, heard those they're like for the entrances, yeah, right? Yeah, it looks looks incredible. Um, and I don't even have a 4K TV. I can only imagine how good it looks on those. Absolutely. But like I, so I tuned in and I watched the whole contract signing and the whole evening. It, it was just it was kind of weird because he. They both signed the contract, and then Adam Pierce kind of walks out and then, like, starts limping up the ramp. And he's like, you know, one of those nagging injuries, you know. And then he just announced, like, well, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't compete, but I have somebody who can, you know. <laughs> and it was just like kind of like a weird – it felt like a on-the-fly change. It, it's such a – to me, this, this reminds me so much of, like, Braun Strowman's got a mystery partner at WrestleMania – Right. Ooh, could it be Rey Mysterio? Right. Ooh, could it be this guy? No, it's like the referee's kid. It's Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the weirdest thing. I mean, and here's the thing. Like, I'm all about letting a kid have fun and have a moment. Like, that's great. But, like, what a weird thing to tease a mystery partner. Right. Because the second you hear mystery, you think, oh, boy, this is going to be something interesting it's it's somebody like you know that's gonna cause this huge pop and somebody hadn't been there in a while or hasn't been there ever and right yeah that's nicholas right <laughs> i don't know i thought that was just strange yeah. so i mean i'm all about kevin owens you know i am too and, but I, I just feel like that was such a uh a weirdly there's got to be something to it that we don't know because why that's I, my thing well and i also feel like well and you and i to be fair haven't kept up with the stories right so we don't know how the last pay-per-view match ended like we don't know what happened there um so it could just be like he's going to get his comeuppance this, and this i think time. that's what it is and, but again it's but why use why use a guy when you had adam pierce which is like different and fun it made me want to watch it again well and also too shinsuke nakamura just came back he went through that entire gauntlet match, beat up everybody, but ended up getting taken out by Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, and they forced Adam Pierce to pin him. That's how Adam Pierce became number one contender. And it's like, so why didn't they just go to Nakamura? Why couldn't? Yeah, why couldn't it have just been Shinsuke won the gauntlet match? Right, and that was it. You know, it's that would have made more sense. It, and it's it goes back to my theory. I think they put the cart before the horse. They had the story planned out, but didn't get him cleared before they started the story. Could be. I mean, that that to me is the only logical explanation. But then again, it's WWE we're talking about. And I understand that like Adam Pierce has very little stake as far as the casual fan. Right. But I felt like this hit enough people that were in the know that were like, okay, I actually want to see that match now. Well, and, and I saw the picture floating around of him being NWA world champion. And I was like, okay, so he's clearly good enough. Sure. I'd like to see what he can do. And it's one of those things where it's not, an, again, this is not a knock on Kevin Owens, but like you said, me and you didn't watch TLC. Right. Why? Because we don't care. Right. This I care about. And now you take it away from me. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just don't uh, promote matches until it's a 
for sure deal. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, we have some interesting news. They have announced a lot of the confirmed episodes for Dark Side of the Ring Season 3. Uh, just recently announced will be the uh, life and career of Chris Canyon. Yeah. Um, obviously, Chris Canyon was Mortis mm-hmm. in WCW, then later just became Canyon. He came over as part of the Alliance in uh, WWE. He was actually there till about 03, but they never did a thing with him after that. Yeah. He had that initial little thing with DDP. Yep. And I felt like he was a guy that was probably going to get over to a degree, but it never happened. Um, Chris Canyon later came out as gay. Uh, a lot of people didn't know that then and uh, died of uh, what they believe is to be a suicide or an overdose. Don't know if it was accidental. I'm not sure. So I feel like he's a pretty good choice for an episode because I'm sure there's a lot there that people don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that story because I know um, off air you mentioned something about how John Cena said he didn't get over because he wasn't good. That well, and there was there was talk when he got released that he he made claims they didn't use me because I was gay, right? And Cena, I think, rebutted that being a company guy saying, well, no, it's not that. We didn't use him because he wasn't good. Right. And, and I'm like, well, no, Chris Canyon was good. Well, and and that's that's just it. But then I also think like like well, most of those WCW guys, with the exception of Booker T didn't really last very long in the WWE. I mean, and they didn't really have... became a huge star over that besides Booker T. Right. They didn't really have a good run. And so it's not that they weren't good. I think it was the stigma of the WCW guys. Because even look at Chronic. They're old WWF guys. Like, they should have been able to fit right back in. But it's like they came in and just had this, you know, the dog shit match with Undertaker and Kane and, like, pretty much got booted out. And it's like, how did they not get over Mm-hmm. Like you could have brought them back as Adam Bomb and Crush, like absolutely. You know, I mean, it's it, it was just that whole thing with with the way they treated the WCW guys. They really made them seem lesser than. Well, and I think a lot of the time they they changed a lot of the gimmicks, and then oh, it's not getting over. But it's like I I was a big fan of uh, Sean O'Hare when he was doing like the oh Devil's, yeah Devil's Advocate thing. Martin Ginger Act. I always loved his Swanton Bomb. Yeah, well, because he's a monster. <laughs> it looked amazing. It was so crisp. Martin Ginger Act they tried a couple of times with. Yeah. You know, he was like the reflection of perfection, and he was with Kurt Angle. Super athletic and, like, super ripped up. Like, that should have happened. I don't get it. Well, and Chuck Palumbo did a little bit. He did. Um, and he actually came back in 2008, well, and he was on the motorcycle. I was going to say, well, that, was the, that was the motorcycle game. That one was like, well, the reason I know that, I rewatched a lot of the Royal Rumbles, and he's in one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot yeah. about that. What a, yeah. weird, what a weird return. It was like taking over the American Badass Mantle almost. Pretty <laughs> much. Weird. Super weird. But, yeah, I mean, you're right about the WCW guys, though, because a lot of them, Sean Stasiak. Yeah. Didn't nothing happen there? I mean, nope. a lot of them, nothing really happened. Nope. And someone like Canyon, like Mike Awesome, I brought him up. He, But he came over, was ECW, then WCW, then he gets brought in. Yeah. He had everything that they were looking for on paper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big, you know, super athletic. Yep. Jacked up, pretty ripped up even. Yep. But it doesn't happen. It's like... I, I remember reading like Mike Awesome dressing on Velocity, and I'm like, "What? Yeah, he has everything they want." But I think sometimes there's just guys that are not going to push, and it just yeah. is what it is. Yeah, and I mean, it could just—I mean, I don't know how things work backstage, but it could be something where you just maybe said the wrong thing on the wrong day. Could be, and you're just fucked for the rest of your career. Look at the guys that got released during the COVID thing. I mean, yeah. I didn't sit there and look and like, oh yeah, all well, those guys sucked. Yeah. It was all like very talented guys, yeah. it, but it just, it happens. Well, it's, there's sometimes, especially when you think about like the invasion angle, not, not, not enough time in the, in the 
two hour or three hour span to fit everybody in. Sure. And so it's hard to get everybody over. Well, and think about if you're one of those guys that wasn't a part of the invasion, but it maybe it just signed with WWE. Like, say you're the Hardy Boys, you yeah. just got start getting over in like ninety nine, two thousand. Mm-hmm. Then an invasion happens, all this new talent that's got to make you nervous. Oh, big time! You know, and that's the thing is now it's like, oh great, thirty new guys to come take our two hour TV spot. Right. Oh, you're working heat tonight. You're gonna get pissed off. Oh and, yeah. Oh yeah. So that, it could be something to do with that. But um, the list of confirmed episodes so far, the season premiere is gonna be Brian Pillman. Super excited about that. Yes. And it will actually feature a Steve Austin interview. Uh, FMW, which is Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, which is based in Japan. XPW, Extreme Pro Wrestling, which you weren't even aware of that one. <laughs> uh, Nick Gage. I don't know if you know Nick Gage. He's a legendary deathmatch guy, but he's actually been in prison for like armed robbery. Holy shit. He's actually the guy that had that deathmatch with David Arquette. Really? Yes. The WCW NJPW Collision in Korea event from 1995. We've touched on that a little bit, where it was some of the biggest attendance of any wrestling show in the history. Yeah, but it's kind of for, forgotten about because of it, you know, being Korea and stuff like that. And I think Bischoff helped co-promote it with NJPW. The main events: Anoki and Ric Flair. Okay, but there's like some, a hell of a main event. There's some there's some controversy, and it wasn't on the network, and that's a right. big thing that people talk about. Why isn't it on there? Yeah, and so there's some there's some stuff to unpack there for sure. That a lot of that I don't even know. Do you think it will be after this releases? Don't know. I don't know if they own it. It may be part well, of JPW. That's, JPW, true. that's you know? true. Yeah. Um, uh, this one's the Smith family: Grizzly, Grizzly Smith and his sons, which are or his children, Sam Houston, Rock and Robin, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. A lot of. Uh, you know, Jake Roberts has went on record saying that uh, his dad was dating his grandmother and uh, raped his mom, and that's how he was born. Like for real, he said that for real. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, so there's a lot there, and um, I don't know all the specifics of it, but I think that will be an interesting episode. Uh, Eon Kuturu, I don't know, aka Bruiser Bedlam and Johnny K Nine. I don't know anything about this guy. So I'm sure there's something interesting there. And then finally, Chris Canyon. And so stay tuned for more topics. I've heard that there's possibility of a China episode. I would love a China episode. I think I think that one would be very, very interesting. Yeah. So that will be uh, season three of Dark Side of the Ring. So I, I don't know, man. Are you, uh, What do you think? I, 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 I thought season two was better than season one. You know, I love the Benoit episodes. I love the Owen Hart episode. Oh, yeah. And then I thought, like, the Brawl for All was super fun. The UWF one I didn't know anything about, but it was crazy to hear all yeah. those stories. Yeah. That one was really fun. I- I'm excited for it. I mean, I these uh, these episodes on the death matches will be fun for me to watch because I hate death matches. Right. And so... I, I, I'm curious to see like what everybody else has to say about them. Right. So that those will be fun episodes to watch. But I've never. I, I feel like death matches are just gross more than anything. Oh yeah, big time. Well, and it's like, how how do I get within inches of killing you without actually killing you? Or even <laughs> even still, like, what if it accidentally happens? And right. I, you know, it's yeah. a dangerous game, and it's like, yeah. Like Not I mean, either. we all know everybody. You know. Is equal parts in in the match. They all know what's going on, but like, you're still bleeding your blood, like, yeah. and you only have so much of it to bleed. <laughs> well, what's funny is you know David Arquette. I mentioned him before with that Nick Gage episode. I actually hope he's interviewed for that. That would be great. Yeah, that would be. Um, he had said in a podcast that he said he's a wrestling fan, but I think David Arquette's a casual wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason I say that is I guess when he agreed to the match, he thought he was agreeing to a hardcore match. Oh. And so he's thinking chairs and tables. Oh. He's not thinking, you know. Chainsaw to the freaking forehead. Light tubes. And, yeah. <laughs> and barbed wire and that crap. And, yeah. And so I, I'm like, oh, well, that's a huge difference. Yeah. And I don't know if maybe, don't know if he agreed to what happened. I don't know, honestly. Yeah. But it's definitely interesting because, I mean, he almost died that day. And that yeah. was quite a weird thing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's take a break from the wrestling. Let's dive into a little bit of movie talk here. Let's do it. This is Breakup and Beta at the Movies. 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 All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right. Big underscore band, I'll tell you what we got now. How about the news? I don't know if you even heard this or not yet. Daredevil, uh, Charlie Cox, the actor who plays Daredevil in the MCU uh, Netflix series, has officially filmed his role for Spider-Man 3. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. And so the um, the the thought is that he's probably going to be Peter Parker's lawyer based on sure. how Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man whatever the hell it's called ended. So these MCU characters that were Netflix exclusive are starting to become available again. I'm all about this, man. Absolutely, yeah. Give give that guy some work. I thought he did great as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I did too. And I think it's cool that I don't know what they have planned for the character, whether it's a new series, a movie, or, or what, but I think it's cool to start integrating characters this way. Absolutely, yeah. I'm all about that. Hopefully uh, we can get a Daredevil movie at some point. I'd like to. Like, I really like that series, but yeah. I think a movie would be cool, too. Even if they kept it the same gritty style, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to have a movie back. That'd be cool. I will say this, though, about the the Netflix Marvel stuff. And me and you have kind of talked about this a little bit. Like, they were good, but they were almost, like, way too drawn out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Where it's like, okay, you could, probably could have told this in five episodes, but you did 13. It should have been limited series. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I th- I've always kind of thought that. So I don't know if... Um, I don't know if that's if that's something they're going to do in the future, but I feel like Netflix has done a better job of like not trying to make it okay. It's got to be thirteen episodes. If it's nine, that's okay. Yeah. Disney Plus is doing a really good job with that. I've heard where. Yep. Which uh, I I didn't put this on there because I haven't got to see it yet. But have you seen Wandavision? Yeah, I have watched the first two episodes. I think those are the only ones that are out yet. Um, and it's phenomenal. That's what everyone's saying. It is so good, and it's one of those things like. You start watching the uh, the first episode, and you're kind of like, hmm. Like, it's, it's funny because it's, like, set, like, the old style. Just like, I love Lucy, right? Right. And it's like, oh, this is funny. But then, like, halfway through the episode, you're like, okay, enough of this. And, but then they start doing, like, these weird little things in there, and it's like, oh, shit. What's that? And then it's it that's how it keeps your attention, and it's it's so well done. It's amazing. So, you know, I've told you, and I probably said it on here before, I was going to wait till WandaVision was all the way out to resubscribe. That way I could binge it. Yeah. But everyone's putting it over so much. I'm like, oh, okay. I really... You I'll, feel left out. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. I, and I think I think episode three comes out, well, this week, probably will be Friday as, yeah, yeah. as we record this. So I definitely want to check it out. But I, I'm, I'm finally glad these MCU series are hitting Disney+. Plus. Me too. I hope... Uh... I know we talked. I can't remember like what the schedule is. I know we talked about it in the past, but like I'm, I'm excited for the what's to come. Definitely, and I think I think there's so much cool stuff happening right now that 
you know, we're we're at that point where it's going to be some really good television this year. Oh yeah. Um, have you seen the trailer for Young Rock, which is going to be on NBC? I think um, I believe in in the fall, maybe the spring. I'm not sure, but it's coming. Um, the Rock is uh, you know producing the series. It's mm-hmm. kind of kind of reminds me a little bit of a, almost like the uh, Everybody Hates Chris, but in a different way. So yep. Dude, I'm I'm thinking this might be kind of fun. I think it'll be fun. I I feel like I'm getting to the point where I have seen enough of The Rock. Okay. Though, uh, I love The Rock. Huge fan of the guy, but like, I can't get on Facebook without seeing him. Like, yep. I can't. He's everywhere. He's he Instagram, Twitter. I mean, he is everywhere, and that's great, dude. Dude is the epitome of a hustler, but. I'm a little bit tired of seeing The Rock. Too much, huh? It's a little bit too much. I've had a little bit too much Rock, you know. Well, so is that that being said, is this a show you plan to check out or no? Or you're just like, nope. Not I'll probably no. I mean, I'm not like like f that show, but like I, I'll probably check it out. I just I, I'm kind of like, oh god, another thing I got to watch. Like you know, I would bet. The thing the thing is with The Rock. Like, did you see the movie they did about Paige? Yes. Like he has that that role in there. He's in all the trailers. Oh, and yeah. It's like. I really doubt he was integral in that story. He wasn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> but he had to make himself a part of it. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. that. So I get what you're. If that's what you're referring yes, to. Yes. It's, it's yeah. Like, okay. It's he's all over the place, and it's like I don't. I don't feel like we need a whole series on the rocks growing up. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's. It'll be cool to see, like you know, um, certain certain things. I'm sure there'll be like some kind of. Uh, story about his dad and things like that, and yeah, all of his wrestling family and things, things of that nature. I mean, it'll be cool, but at the same time, it's like I just don't need it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I get you, and I and I think it's one of those things where I feel like there's so many. Like I feel like with with um with COVID, it kind of shut all TV down. Yeah. So now they're playing catch up. Oh, yeah. And I feel like everything's happening all at once. It's like, holy shit. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to keep up with all of this? Big time. And, you know, again, I'm I'm all about it. But um, another another new series, which apparently is debuting, I'm looking it up now. February the 15th, it's called The Crew. It's going to be a Netflix series um, starring Kevin James, and it's about a NASCAR crew. I'm a big Kevin James fan. I uh, I think he's probably better in TV than he is in movies. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I think I'll probably will check this out. I'm not a NASCAR guy. I'm sure Ethan Chambers is going to be all about this. Yeah, Ethan and probably soda. Uh, yeah. 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 They'll probably dig it. But I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a Kevin James guy, but like, I'm not like, I don't think he's as funny as I used to, you know? And so I don't know. Paul Blart's like the last thing that, of his that I thought was funny. Yeah. Did you ever see here comes the boom? Yes. That was pretty good. It was okay. Yeah. Was I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't like, Greatest movie of all time, but I thought it was kind of had a good story of him. He's trying to earn money, to right? Help this guy out and trying to do MMA, and it kind of closely resembled his real life, which I thought was fun. Yeah, um, did you know that he went to high school with Mick Foley? Yes, yeah, which I thought was that's an yeah, interesting. Which movie. actually, there's a uh, <clears throat> there's a there's a nod to Mick Foley in, in like one of the King of Queens episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, he he says to one of his friends, like, don't make me cactus jack your ass. Does, did he really? Yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, and I know you've told me before, because I guess with the Peacock, you were catching up on King of Queens. Yeah. Saying it doesn't really quite hold up like you thought. There's just a lot of a lot of things that were said in that show that you can't say now. And, like, almost every episode, like, he's calling his uh, his friend his friend's gay. Like, like you're gay. 
you know, it's like, but that wasn't uncommon. And that, right. And and so like, it's that, and like a big part of the funny comedy is that like, like we're all speculating that, you know, uh, Spence and and Danny are gay, Mm -hmm. but like, it's, it's done in a way that it's like gross, you know, it's portrayed like this is a gross thing. But again, very, it's, very congruent with the time period, too. Right. Yeah. 90s, it, that was stuff that I laughed at all the time. But, like... Right. But you grow as a human. Right. You realize, like, eh, okay, that's not that funny. Right. And I, and I think that's, you know, I, The Office, at season three episode, Gay Witch Hunt. I mean, yeah. that does not age well. No. And that's kind of like we were talking, I think, last week or the week before about cringy episodes. And I'm like, that's cringier to me than... Than Scott's tots. Yeah, one one thing I will say about any time Michael Scott was offensive, I, to not to get on an office tangent, but one thing I will say anytime he was offensive is he was always the butt of the joke. Yes, he, he was always trying to be funny and like be Mister Cool Guy, but like he was being the jackass and everyone around him knew it. And so it, it was more about him realizing he messed up and you know growing at the time. Well, like in that in that scene, he's talking to Toby. Obviously, most people I'm sure have seen it. Not Jeff Toon because he's not an office guy, right? Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> we, we brought Scott over to the dark side. Still waiting on, on still waiting Jeff on with Jeff. One F. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got radical skedaddle over here. Yeah. <laughs> Join our side, fella. But you know, like when when Toby reveals, like you compared that he like you said be, because he liked Shakespeare in Love more than an action movie. It was not an action movie. Die Hard, right? <laughs> but once he like, like you. Saying once he realizes what he's done, yeah, that Oscar is actually gay. Now he's like way too far overboard, and he's yeah. I'm I'm so sorry if I would have known. And Oscar's like, stop, like stop talking. Right. It's okay. And yeah. then it gets cringier almost. Yes, yes. Even though he's being sincere, he's, he's just trying to fix it. Yeah, yeah. But like, but that's a very good point. And I think that's what was so interesting about the Michael Scott characters because he wasn't a jerk. Right, he was very oblivious to how stupid he was. Well, and, and like date night, Mike, right? right. He brought up, and you notice towards the end of his run in that show, he was less like that. Yes, you know, I mean, and so he really did grow as a person and and changed how he how he talked, and so I mean, he still said stupid shit, but so do I. Right, you know what I mean? But like, he and we will, right? And he, but he was trying, and that was that was the cool thing about that because you know kind of a product of that generation. Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things where our generation has grown up us in high school. We're not the same guys. Hell no. And in like, would we have, if we like, we have a friend who liked Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. I am sure we said, Oh, that's gay. I, oh, big time. I'm, I'm sure we, I don't recall that. Right. right but I'm sure that if it didn't come out of my mouth, it was in my head. Right. And now if he, if he came up to me and said, Hey, you said that to me in high school, I'd be like, Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we're all just trying to survive right. those eras and just trying to get through it. And it's not so much that that's what we think. It's just sometimes you say things because you're trying to get a laugh or trying to ease a situation because we're all tensed up with what's going on. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's kind of I think how the world has changed. And I think TV is a very good showing of how different things were then. And I'm sure Big there's. Time sitcoms and stuff that don't quite age well that we don't even oh, yeah. know about. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, interesting stuff. Anyway, we got a we got a little bit of toy talk. Why don't we say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. 
Open the box, it's the fall of the show We'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk Here we go Open the box, it's the fall of the show We'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk all right, as we dive into a little bit of toy talk, big underscore Bane, uh, I'm going to bring this up because I, I know you will have a unique opinion on this. We've talked in the past about the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sets, and I think your opinion, if I if I'm not incorrect here, has always been they're nice but way too expensive. Yeah, especially when Playmates could be making these same figures and they don't. Well, now that's where I get you. Playmates has announced some new figure sets. Okay. Some exclusive sets. This first set is in a big box that kind of looks like the turtle lair. Includes the four turtles, Shredder, Master Splinter. It's an exclusive, it looks like, to um, online, probably like Entertainment Earth. That's where I'm looking at it. Guess what the retail is on this? Now, granted, these are the figures from back in the 80s, that same style. So it's those figures plus the lair? But it's just a box. It's not like an actual playset. Oh, so like a cardboard box. Um, yeah, that's what it looks like if you're trying to cover the price. Oh. That better be no more than like 50 bucks. $89.99. Huh. I mean, okay, so how many figures is it? Six figures. It's six figures. So what is that? Okay, but what does that come out to per figure? Let me bust out the old calculator because I'm too damn tired for math. We ain't got no time for um, math. So... Eighty nine ninety nine divided by six. That is one thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars. Apparently, that's eighty nine ninety nine divided by six. Fourteen dollars ninety nine cents a piece. So really, that's priced right. Not bad. That's fifteen dollars for the figure. Okay. Well then, but again, they are the old school figures, which I I kind of dig. Yes. Now they also announced another online exclusive six figures in a box that looks like, and I can't remember. I don't know if it says it on here. Uh, the Mutant Module Rotocast, maybe? Um, and this includes uh, Krang, Baxter Stockman, okay. Bebop, Rocksteady, Foot Soldier, and Slash. So similar, six figures, cardboard box. But this one's $99.99, so it's $10 mm. more. But they're the old school figures. I don't know. Is that worth it? So this is going to be a little bit more than 14 I do believe these all have free shipping, which is a nice touch. That being said, this is already the pre-order is already sold out. Yeah. So it's not even possible to get. I think these are cool. Yeah, that's but, really cool. But here's here's my point on bringing this up. If Playmates is going to release these online and make this much money, $14 a figure, $20 a figure, whatever it is, why aren't we seeing them in stores? Exactly. And that's been my whole point this whole time. I get that you want to make the new TMNT figures for the kids that are watching it right now. I get that. But like, let's kind of face facts here. It's it's the guys our age that are buying toys these days. If you saw these on the pegs, fourteen ninety nine carded, would you buy them? Bought, done. Who whoever it was that I found, if it was like Bebop or Rocksteady or Shredder, it, any of the turtles, I would have bought. Splinter, I would have bought. Like I mean, yeah. and these are kind of the more is more the villains, but still, you know. right? Yeah, I would have bought every one of them that I could, if as long as I had the money at the time. But yeah, I mean. That to me is so much more doable than sixty bucks or fifty bucks or whatever it is per figure, right? Because that's just asinine. Yeah. Well, and I think that the NECA sets are about fifty-two bucks, but it's two figures, but it's still. But then they they release that new Krang, and it's like thirty-five, right? And it's cool box, it's a big figure, but yeah, it's expensive. Too expensive. So yeah, I, I'm I, I definitely see your point. I do love the figures, but it's one of those things where the more we see figures increase in price, the more I realize like. They're just seeing how much we'll spend. 
Oh, big time. Yeah. The Power Rangers line released two um, villains. They released the King Sphinx and the Pumpkin Wrapper. Okay. And they're in slightly bigger boxes, and they retail for $29.99. And I'm like, those are cool, but I feel like, to a degree, they're just seeing if they can sell them for more. Because they're not, to me, they're not that big to where they warrant that price tag. Yeah. Um, so that's the part where I'm like, they're just seeing what they can get out of us. I mean, like, I go back, I was talking to Travis Fowler about this. I'm like, imagine if you had 30 bucks, you could buy an entire wave of new Hasbros when they hit the pegs. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. a... Changed a lot. Yeah. Figures are definitely a lot more expensive. Um, other news, they have officially announced Series 4 of All Elite Wrestling Unrivaled. And we've got some news on this, so I, I would love to get your opinion. Because you were not a huge fan of the fact that the Young Bucks were in Series 3. Mm-hmm. Series 4 will consist of Cody Rhodes, <laughs> Kenny Omega. Oh, boy. Sammy Guevara. Okay. Matt Hardy. Okay. Santana and Ortiz. So there's some new guys in there. Four new guys, two two redone. I'm cool with that. Um, don't know why we need a new Cody already. Probably the neck tattoo. Um, I mean, I guess so. But I still think a, a cool way to do that figure would be if they have an alternate head with the dark hair. Yeah, yeah. I could be, switch back and forth. I'd be cool with that. And then um, don't need another Kenny right now. Already a new one. Yeah. Um, to be fair, a lot of people are having a hard time finding Series One. So. No, true. That may be why that they're kind of been sprinkled in here and there. Yeah, I think I thought Matt Hardy was very fast to the pegs. Yeah, um, although it's not released yet. But Sammy Guevara makes sense. First figure he's ever had. Santana and Ortiz. I thought was kind of shocking. I expected SCU before those two, but I'm glad that they're in there. I expected Luchasaurus before those two. Uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy's name have popped up in a Target um, code, so they're apparently on the way in some form or fashion. Okay. Jeremy has also announced a new series will be hitting called AEW Unmatched. Same style, and the idea is they'll go back and forth with Unrivaled. So one month you'll get new Unrivaled figures, the next month new Unmatched figures as a way to get guys in the line faster. Now, some people I think were upset about that. My thought is like, okay, at this rate, when are we going to see, you know, Luchasaurus? Two right. years? Right. When are we going to see Christopher Daniels? Two right. years? Like, So I think... In a way, this is a good thing because we will get those repaints, of course, but we'll also get the new characters floating in and out as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good idea. Um, might get to a point though where we have too many AEW figures, though. Yeah, but they don't stay on the pegs. That's another problem. Well, they're also brand new. They, yeah, and it's one of those things like they they hit the pegs and then they're gone in forty eight hours completely. So that may be why they're thinking like maybe we need more of these. Well, be and you and I weren't. I don't know if you were in the figure game, but like you and I weren't podcasting or talking about figures when Mattel got the Elite Series started. Sure. I don't know how that was. I mean, that could have been the same scenario where it was like gone in 60 seconds. I don't th- I don't feel like that they were gone as much. And granted, I, I still looked at the figures. I didn't look like I do now. I didn't research like I do now. Right. I still would check them out from time to time. But I do know, actually, at that time, a lot of people were upset because they invested so hard in jacks for so long with... Classic, classic superstars yeah. and deluxe aggression. And I, I I think Jeff and Scott can probably co-sign this as well as anyone else who was collecting at that time where it was like, oh, I can't collect another line. I have all these Jax figures. Right. Then, you know, Mattel also, they were the first ones to say, oh, elite figures, 20 bucks. And they hadn't been that price yet. Yeah. And everyone was kind of like, no way. Yeah. That's standard issue for an action figure nowadays. Oh, yeah. Big time. So... 
you know, again, I go back to like that's why I have a hard time with the thirty dollars figures because I'm like, oh, yeah. if we if we keep doing that, they're just that's just what they're going to be from now on. They're just going to be more expensive. So, well, and I, and I know production costs go up, right? You know, so it's one of those things like a cheeseburger at McDonald's isn't two dollars anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just one of those things, but it still sucks. And and things are just going to get more expensive. That's just yeah. That's just the world we live in now. Yep. But with AEW Series Four hitting um, four new figures that they haven't released, two uh, two redos, so I, I feel like I'm okay with that. I think it's a pretty good set. Yeah, um, I feel like um, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara will probably be the chases, but I don't know that for sure. That's just a a thought. But yeah. could be Santana and Ortiz. I don't know. Um, but yeah, these are definitely moving quickly. That being said, Series Four, Series Five, when those start hitting, do you think that's when maybe it'll Die down a tad. Um, I, I think it'll die down with you know your repaints. Yeah, I think um, I thought that too. But the young bucks can't find series three; they're gone. Wow. I mean, it's got to die down eventually. There's, but when we get our fourth set of young bucks, fifth set of young bucks, right? It's not gonna. It's not gonna be this hot forever. I'm not saying it's not gonna be hot, but right. like it's not gonna be as hot as it is right now. Forever. I mean, right. it'll eventually slow down. Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think like like any toy line, there's always that point of like everyone's into it. And then and then the popularity kind of dwindles. And Well, and that's when we'll start seeing more out-of-the-box things. You know, the, they'll probably do a Legends line. They'll probably do like something like the Masters of the Universe or some shit. You know I'm sure. What I mean? yeah. You know what I mean? Like we'll get more out-of-the-box stuff from... Um, from AEW than than just the the unrivaled. I do know Jeremy has mentioned that he does want to include everyone like Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, okay, Taz, and so I'm like, well, okay. The thing is, like, I could see a Jim Ross figure setting because it's Jim Ross, right? I mean, yeah, it's cool he's in the AEW Blazer, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. That being said, if they make it rare like they did Brandy Rhodes, maybe not. I think guys like that they would have to make rare, right. I, and, and honestly, that might be one of those things where. They should do like a three-pack, you oh, know, yeah, Tony, sure. Jim Ross, and Excalibur all three together and just have it be the commentary team three-pack. With the table. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that way it's like, well, say if somebody really wants Excalibur, well, they got to get Jim Ross to get Excalibur. Right. You know, so that that helps prevent peg warmers, I think. No, for sure. Um, moving forward, now we're going to talk a little bit about Resolution Reckoning, big underscore band. It's coming up. All the matches are announced. We got a lot of big title matches. Dobro is making his debut. He made a nice video on Twitter. He did, yeah. He made a nice little video. Um, and um, we got we got a, quite a few debuts, man. The the rest of the uh, Wreck My Podcast guys show up in these Battle Royals. We have the American Ace. But I don't know anything up. about this guy. I'm very curious. I, uh, there. All, all I've done is trade emails with him. I mean, and so he, he ensured me that he's the real deal. So I just got to kind of take him for his word at this. And I mean, we have no and, reason to not believe it, right? Right, exactly. So I'm just kind of... I don't know. So we'll see. So Resolution Reckoning is coming up. Uh, is it January 30th? January 30th. Uh, that's a Saturday. And uh, it's going to be good times, man. We got, like like I said, I can re-break down the card real quick. Let's do that. Let's do kind that. of let everybody know what's going on. So let me pull it up real quick. So Resolution Reckoning, 
We have the four battle royals. I'll just tell you everybody uh, that's in it right now so we don't split it up. Ethan Chambers, Scranton Strangler, Scott Toon, Elvis Aliaga, Jeff Toon, Mike the Cleaner, Kreger, Eric Barker, Soda Hunter, Joe from Wreck My Podcast, Prison Mike, the debuting Dobro, and then we also have Cam, GBN. Chuckles the Clown is actually injured, so... I brought in our good friend Travis Fowler to jump into the battle. Okay, oil. yeah, all right. And then American Ace. Oh wow, that'll be so, interesting. Yeah, so uh, th- it's that, that. Those are the four battle royals, and they're all going to be split up four four men battle royals. And then we also have the first ever diehard championship match, and the uh, first ever diehard champion will be crowned Poetic Prophet. Versus David Thomas. No rules, Breaker. Oh, boy. No disqualification. This could get out of hand. Could get out of hand. And I, I'm honestly excited to see it. We haven't had an out-of-hand match that I can recall. But that being said, guaranteed new champion. Guaranteed new champion. Uh, we also got the Gatekeeper Championship. The first one-on-one title defense for Jason Wolf. Absolutely uh, it is. He'll be taking taking on... Aaron Anders. Oh, very the gatekeeper nice. championship. Very nice. Yep. Aaron Anders set his sights set on that title. He, he claims to be the gatekeeper. It's time to prove it. Absolutely. Uh, then we also have the first title defense for doing the favor for the tag team championship. They're going to go up against high level enterprise. I think high level enterprise has felt as though they've been a bit overlooked in this yeah. and yeah. Uh, doing the favor, being the first champions. This is going to be quite the test for them. Absolutely. Uh, then we also have um, before our main event, the four men who win their respective battle royals will do another match uh, in in a square dance elimination match. So whoever wins their battle royals will face off, and the rules of that match are very interesting. They are. It's um. So if you're the first guy eliminated, nothing. Correct. Nada. nada. Now, if you're the third guy eliminated, you do get a title match in so, the future. Yeah, if you're if you're the second guy eliminated, Se- second guy. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you you will get a gatekeeper championship match. Okay, very nice. And then. If you are the third person eliminated, diehard championship. Very nice. And then if you are the winner, you are the number one contender. And all of these matches will take place at our April pay-per-view boss fight. There it is. And uh, speaking of number one contender to the PHPW championship, we have our number one contender, Drew Vinsel, going up against the Big Chuck. For the title. The champ. The title's on the line. Drew Vinsel has proven... I think without a shadow of a doubt that you can make an impact very quickly in PHPW. Yeah. Um, Big Chuck, you know, I think he's excited to be the PHPW champion, but, you know, that don't mean you're going to keep it. Well, and, and also... Get, and make, get it done. Also, too, one thing we have to remember about Big Chuck, okay, he does double duty at our show. Yes, I he mean, does. he's he's not only our champion, he's our caterer. So, I mean, it's, it's a big responsibility to be a professional wrestler and a chef. It is. And so, um, I mean, there's a reason we call him the chef who gives no Fs, but at some point, you got to give a little bit of an F. I mean, that's just saying, like, if I were Big Chuck, I'd make sure old Drew Vinsel's plate might have a little extra something, something yeah, in it. Little, Maybe you got to pick a little bathroom break. A little, little magnesium. No, no Pepto Bismol. That's what. What? Something to give you <laughs> something to give you the poops. I think that takes away the poops. Pepto I don't know. I'm tired, Breaker. I, I think I, I think X Lax is X Lax, there it is. Referring to. There it is. Get you a little bit of X Lax up yes. in there. Pepto Bismol will be after the fact if he's a nice guy. We yeah. know Big Chuck is not. Yeah, after the match. Yeah. After the match. Right, there we go. Well, a big underscore bane. Now we have a little bit of tournament action we need to dive into here. Let's do it. 
So our tournament, the best superstar to never be WWE champion. Two guys have now officially moved on. So we obviously uh, touched on last week. Owen Hart defeated Goldust. And this this match we had was going to be Razor Ramon, the bad guy, versus the Beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, yeah. A little closer than I thought, Big Underscore Bane, but our winner, Razor Ramon, 64% to 36%. That was pretty close. I mean, all things considered. I mean, I think we probably thought it was going to be Razor in a landslide. Uh, but, yeah, pretty, pretty close, all things considered. That means now it is time to go to the first half of the bracket down at the bottom there. And our third match will be Brian Pillman versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now... This one's interesting because I think Roddy Piper got closer, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at this Brian Pillman I think would have gotten there if he had been healthy and not died when he did. Well, and I think also, too, I, when we do these tournaments, I think of fanfare. Yeah. Uh, and even though Roddy Piper is beloved by quite a bit of the fan base, I, I think there's something about Brian Pillman that holds a special place in our heart, pretty similar to Owen Hart. For sure. And so I think I think Brian Pillman will probably take this one. Yeah, I uh, I tend to think you might be right, but I would not be shocked if Piper pulls it out. And he absolutely could. Yeah. The winner of this, of course, will face Owen Hart in the semifinals, so make sure to go vote at BBPH918. It will be up on Sunday as you hear this, the new poll. Brian Pillman versus Rowdy, Roddy Piper, as we round out the first round here, man. Yeah. We're getting close. we got one more match after this, which will be next week. So yeah. tournament's moving right along. Yes, it is. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Yeah, well, let's just, let's just plug it up. Just plug it on up. Of course, uh, check out. We've got a lot of podcasting buddies, and we always like to give them a shout-out. Of course, we got to start with Fully Posable, the wrestling figure podcast, Jeff and Scott over there. Who uh, rumor has it are approaching about what five years now of podcasting? Yeah, five years. Congrats! I mean, we gave them a little special something, something. But uh, what? You you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I will neither confirm nor little, deny. Little little something, something. Uh, this but is so dirty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, congrats to them on five years, man. That's a that's a big accomplishment. Not many podcasts can say that. So I think that is a very big accomplishment, and uh, I'm I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, I know. For us, we've been podcasting, I think, so long sometimes it doesn't seem like that, I guess. It does in some ways, in other ways it doesn't. It doesn't, because I don't, like, people ask me, like, oh, yeah, I need to ask questions about a podcast. I'm like, well, why the hell are you asking me? I'm not, like, a right. pro. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, really. I'm just having fun with this. But, you know, we were in our 20s when we started this. We're both mid-30s now, man. Yeah. Pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. It's wild. For sure. So, uh, congrats to Jeff and Scott. Five years, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Check them out. Uh, great show. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry, um, one of my favorite go-to podcasts. Love those guys. You know, Eric is great dude. Barry is hilarious. The Husky heartthrob, definitely. We mentioned that new shirt. I still need to order that one. It's fantastic. I love that shirt. It's that's probably the best one they put out, in my opinion. That oh, yeah. just that's just funny. Like the Shawn Michaels logo. I'm like, really? hell yeah, yep, great stuff. So check it out. Doing the favor, great show. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric over there. They always look at the retro wrestling stuff, which that's more my jam as opposed to modern day stuff, so I highly recommend that. I think they just released an episode on uh, the 98 Royal Rumble, which was uh, actually the very first pay-per-view I ever watched. Oh, wow. 
live. So yeah, definitely uh, check out their show, especially like the old school wrestling. Uh, the Ringside Rant with RJ. Check out his show. Mm-hmm. Um, RJ's a great dude. Um, I, I chat with him every so often, so check out his show. Uh, the Leisure and Lariats podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Uh, he's actually coming up on episode three of uh, You Know It's Fake, right? So check that out and check out his podcast. I'm actually going to be coming up on his show very soon as well. Nice. Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim over there. Old Big Chuck and Tim. I know they're your favorite people on, on Earth. Oh, yeah. It's just great guys. Great, 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 great guys over That's there. That's too many. That's just, just, I, I can't even fake it. Can't even fake it. Fake it till you make it, man. F those guys over there at Elite Eight Showdown. You know, I hate their face. I want to smash it. You're getting very aggressive at the end here. <laughs> like, my gosh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I I feel like we have not had a lot of heat with Elite Eight Showdown. We haven't. I just you still don't like them. Yeah, no, they're all right. They're good guys. It's, I mean, yeah, you don't really feel that way, yeah. do you? I mean, Big Chuck's all right. Really? Tim's okay. I think Tim's okay. I mean, he's one of those guys where I'm like, I, I you know, I'm like, Tim, Tim seems like a nice guy, but he's friends with Big Chuck, and that that's already a bad thing. They brought a female on once, and I was like, yeah, she seems nice. Yeah. I do enjoy their show, though. They, yeah, they, they, show's they, great. Yeah, yeah they, show's they've great. got some interesting topics. Because I yeah. feel like if every week you were going to do an eight-person or eight-entry tournament, that would really be hard to keep those topics a-flowing. Yeah, yeah. The show is great. Definitely check it out. Uh, just You need to listen to it on a weekly basis just so you can be like, God, love this show, but I hate these guys. Pretty much. You yeah. know? That's that's yeah. kind of where everybody's at with it. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, <laughs> Their their last episode that they released as of this recording was their biggest pet peeve. Oh boy, what would be your biggest pet peeve? Uh, Big Chuck. No, oh. <laughs> no, I that's a that's kind of a, an odd question because it's well, because pet peeves can be a lot of different things. Well, and pet peeves aren't things that just really piss you off. They're just like, okay, that's annoying, you know. And it's like this is this is something that you do a lot that annoys me. And so it's I can't really think of one off the top of my head. I can tell you one I have. Um, so this new house I'm in, these kids down the street, they like to play football in the yard. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they'll play in my front yard, and I, that does not bother me at all. Right. But every now and then they'll bring out a big karaoke machine and just blare music. Oh, God. And I can hear it through the walls, and I'm like, really? Yeah. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. I'm like, if you're going to do that, go to your backyard. But even still, like, <laughs> I can still hear it. Like, right. like why blare music? Like, right. come on. Have a little bit of respect. But, I mean, I'm always the same way. There's a guy I work with, and every morning when he comes in, he's always blaring his music on his phone. Oh, yeah. And I'm really wanting to, like, write up a, a website, like, hey, here's some nice earbuds, and, like, slide it in his locker. Yeah. Because it's, come on. Like, is that is this for us, or is that for you? Like, I don't care about your shitty-ass music. Come right. On. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, there's always a lot of pet peeves like that. But I think also, too, there's pet peeves of uh, people you work with. <laughs> Yeah, well, I definitely have a lot of pet peeves with people I work with. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of those where it's just little things that people do that just really piss me off. And, sure. You know, I mean, I don't know. Since I've gotten on blood pressure medication, though, I've calmed down a lot, and it's been nice. Have you? Yeah. Has that the medication has helped that, or just in general? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm a genuinely happier person. You seem like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- I feel like that one, that would be a fun one. Best New Year's revolu- resolution you won't keep. Best thing about Christmas. Best uh, snow day show ever. That's an interesting one. Uh, I don't know how that can't be the price is right. What is it? The best snow day show ever. 
the best snow day show ever. Um, hmm. Yeah. Obviously meaning a show that would be on daytime TV that you right. wouldn't normally watch because you're in school. Oh, The Young and the Restless. What are you talking about? I don't know. Jeez. You like your I, stories, huh? I, I need that need that drama in my life. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, of course, um, so check out Elite Eight Showdown. And then other shows, uh, Boots to the Face, check out their show. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and, uh, and his lovely wife. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there, which, I mean, here's the thing. We could have, like... Wreck my podcast square dance match, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they're all in it except Jordan. Except I think. Jordan, yeah. Jordan Jordan is not on this card. I kind of told him, like, hey, just just hang back this one. You have your shot next month. Yeah. To just regain the title. Hit just, some hit some curls. Right. Just just chill out, you know. Train so. like you're training for, you know, the floor is lava. Right. Yeah. So uh yes, absolutely. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds, and of course, uh, check out our good friend and artist. At the art of Jason Wolf, um, he's killing it with these custom Hasbro's. Absolutely, um, tons of great artwork. He's always producing. Of course, Howlin' with the Wolf, his new podcast that I think will surely offend somebody if you listen to yeah. it. But <laughs> but check out all his stuff over there. Um, Grapple Holden to be the man. If you like wrestling comic books, I highly recommend checking those out. You can find those on Amazon. And to be the man's also on like Comicsology. And then of course, me and Big Underscore Bane have some other podcast projects. First of all, no holds barred with Bill Benis. I haven't heard a lot from Bill Benis since he slapped me. Uh, he slapped you, and he's he laying got, low, man. He got fired, and I mean, he just, yeah, he's kind of he hadn't contacted me. I mean, I even contacted him. I was like, hey, do you want to give a shout out to Scott and Jeff because celebrating five years, and no response. Oh, he just left you on red. So huh? yeah, just left me on red. I was like, okay, well, whatever. Interesting. Do you think he's he's got to be up to something? He's got to be. You know, I mean, but then again, last I heard from him is that he was going on a date with Trish. Uh, so I mean, it could be that things are. You know, she's the office manager. At the studio, yeah, yeah. And, he mentioned that on Power Hour. Yeah, and so I mean, it could be one of those things where maybe things are just going really good with her. I don't, I don't know. I really, really doubt that. I mean, I do too. But I mean, the thing is, is when he's really like upset and brokenhearted. That's when he starts bothering me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't bother me when things are going good for him. I just know I'm glad he's not in PHPW and we don't have to see him there anymore. Thank God for that. That's great news. And then, of course, you can check out my new podcast, You Know It's Fake, right? Drops every Monday. Uh, We just had an episode with um, Aaron Anders, and tomorrow will be episode three featuring former reality of wrestling heavyweight champion Ruthless Ryan Davidson. So that'll be a fun uh, fun podcast for everyone to check out. So check it out. You know it's fake, right? Every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. And then, of course, you can find all of Bane's music on uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Yes. Patreon.com forward slash BBPH. If you want to support us, you get the uh, $3 or $5 tier. You get one or possibly two gifts a year, depending on which tier you sign up for. Everyone's getting in their gifts, man. So I think it's it's okay to thank God. It's okay to start talking about them. We what we did this year for um, our three and five dollar patrons. We, you know, in the past we've done like coffee mugs and koozies. We're always trying to think of something sure. that's somewhat personable to them. This year, what we came up with was well, what if we had Jason Wolf? What if we commissioned him to do a sketch card of their PHPW character? Yeah. Um. The response has been great. Yeah, I feel like I think everyone's absolutely just love these. Yeah, I think I've seen everybody get theirs except for the only ones I haven't seen is uh, Poetic Prophet. And, I haven't seen his and Soda Hunter. So I've seen Sodas. Oh, did he get his? Yes. Okay, and he posted it. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
I didn't know he posted it. He that, did. Uh, that's the only two I can think of. Well, I guess only one that I can think Drew of. Drew posted his. Okay. Uh, Travis told me he got it, but he hasn't posted it. He said he wanted to wait till everyone got it so he didn't spoil anything. Okay. Um, Big Chuck told us he got it. He, he, he hasn't he posted it, us. I don't think. I'm trying to think. Uh, Mike the Cleaner posted it. Yep. And we know David Thomas got his. Yes, but I don't think he's posted his either. No. So... Which but he's not a huge social media guy. So, sure, sure. Um, that makes sense. But yeah, I, okay. So I think Port of Profit's the only one that we haven't heard from. But, I think so. Uh, I think, but I think everyone else is pretty well as, gotten theirs. As long as he's got it, then that's fine with me. I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, feel free to share it. And, you know, you don't have to, obviously, but yeah. We thought that would be kind of a fun, different thing. Absolutely. That everyone could enjoy. So those are out there now. Uh, and we're glad they made it because they were in the mail limbo for a while. Yeah. So definitely not fun, but no. it's great when you pay for two-day shipping, <laughs> and it takes two and a half weeks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Post office are great about that, aren't they? Yeah, and they, you know, they really uh, have gotten in- incredibly worse since COVID hit. You know, it's things have taken a lot longer since since that. I'm, I'm like when I feel like I could walk backwards and get there faster, that's a problem. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I understand two or three days later, but a week and a half, yeah. two weeks, three weeks, like. Seriously? And I get that we shipped them right around Christmas, but still. It's mid-January. Yeah. Come on. We shipped them before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And these aren't guys in Europe. No. Like, no. I think Drew's in Ohio. Yeah. Travis is in Ohio. Like, well, so does in Alabama. They're not that Dave, far from us. David Thomas is in the same city we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have just driven it to his house. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, but we're, we're glad that they all they all started to arrive. Um, of course, also check out Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. Any news there? Uh, no new, no new news yet. But I'm I'm still working on things. I'm trying to. Um, I spent a lot of last week working on uh, the PHPW stuff. So, uh, no new news as of yet. But we are getting there. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. And, of course, you can find all of our T-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and Whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store is where there as well. Mm-hmm. So you can find the G.I. Joe design or any of his two Bane shirts. And uh, that's about all I got, man. That's it. Thank you guys for checking out episode 364 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.